the free for all roundtable brought to you by lexus avon canada's newest lexus dealer in the maple auto mall near rutherford at highway 400 luxury is closer than you think round one on round one jerry agar is here as you have heard deb hutton former advisor to two ontario premiers scott reed is here former advisor to a canadian prime minister good to have you all uh what do we make of the fact that apparently rogers has proposed a deal to bring cell phone service to the ttc i have to think that you know that means they sent a letter to our c-suite and bell is going to think about it but jerry agar after what uh 11 years finally we're going to have cell phone service on the subway if this goes through yeah oh well i i blame the large telecoms uh one of whom we work for uh but i i really think that's the issue it's ridiculous what kind of an advanced country are we you can't get wi-fi on your phone in the subway system and and increasingly by the way that's a safety issue Deb Hutton, I'm not looking forward to listening to people FaceTiming on the subway, but I am going to be happy not to have to wait for the Summerhill subway station in order to be able to check Twitter. Absolutely. Or hear from your kids or, you know, when my kid, one oldest daughter got stuck underground and was supposed to pick up her daughter, I was in a full flight panic. Did you mean her sister? She was supposed to pick up her sister. What did I say? Daughter. Oh, (laughs) my daughter. That would be of concern. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't reach her. Like I was in a complete panic. And, and as we all acknowledge, 2023, this shouldn't be happening. Here's my problem with it. When you get essentially monopolies, uh, one step removed, government and companies begin acting exactly the same and you can't get anything done. Rogers and Bell are as bureaucratic as any government we've ever seen. And then you end up taking forever and ever and ever. This is a case where somebody just needs to get it done. I don't care if it's the premier, it's the head of the TTC, it's the deputy mayor, it's the new mayor. I don't care who it is. Get the damn thing done. It's possible to do. Okay. And Scott Reed, it is interesting, as Deb is saying, how you can have competitive companies, but it still seems to amount to some kind of a monopoly. Uh, no kidding. And just to add a nice flash of skepticism in this conversation, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I mean, first of all, all that's really happened is that a letter's been submitted to the minister after the minister stamped his foot federally and said, for the love of Pete, let's get moving here. And so now a proposal's been made. Uh, how much money do you want to bet that the other companies are going to find the Rogers proposal to be particularly favorable to Rogers and not them, and they're going to squawk, and then that'll go back and forth, and then we'll have to sort that out, and that's going to take goodness knows how long, and then after that, there's the build-out, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm not expecting that I'm going to be looking at uh, you know, my Facebook photos anytime soon on the subway. Is it fair to say it's not a monopoly, but it's pretty much an oligopoly in this country? For sure it is. I guess so. I don't know exactly what the terms are, but let's face it. It's kind of like gasoline. Why is the price of gas the same at every single gas station? It isn't. If you look at the high price or the low price, it actually varies across the city considerably. Where it doesn't vary is corner to corner. Right. And that's for obvious reasons. If I have a gas station and you're selling $1.50, I'm not selling a dollar seventy. That wouldn't make time any sense. When I was a kid, I worked in a gas station, and the guy who owned the gas station, he uh, he decided not to put up the price when the company called him. You know, they said you got to jack the price up by you know four cents at uh, ten a.m. And he goes, "Why don't we just wait till 12? Cars are around the block. Whoo, boy, did he get in trouble from Petrocan? Holy. So uh, the feds are ponying up some cash for Pride, $1.5 million, and that's not just for Toronto Pride. It goes across the country. Uh, Scott Reed, it's a relatively small amount of money for an event that in Toronto, at the very least, generates $200 million in tax revenue. 
Well, I guess, but I mean, it's fundamentally for security purposes and it's meant to be additive. They get half of that. Uh, Toronto and Vancouver, Montreal get access to half that cash. I mean, I, you know, uh, they should be chipping in. Uh, there are uh, there are security needs. There are probably, in a sad reflection of the world in which we live, probably increasing security needs. So good. I don't know if it's enough, but more is better. Some of the increased security needs is because they're making the event bigger. If they can't afford the event, why are they making it bigger? I don't know. Well, I mean, this is this is a Popular. want to have. It's a want More to have, people. not a need to have. And we have plenty of places for tax dollars to go to need to haves. Okay, but at the same time, if it's generating six hundred million dollars in business, then maybe we could uh, pony up a little. Well, uh, okay, those those are always false economics, whether it's a sporting event or whatever it is, because they'll count all the money that's spent by local people who are spending their money anyway, no matter what you do. Although, or maybe the people that are reaping the benefits pony up a yeah. little bit. No, absolutely. Like, I don't understand. Hotel tax for one weekend. I do not understand how Pride Toronto does not make money. It is it is absolutely unfathomable to me. So if you're not making money, first and foremost, to Jerry's point, don't expand the event. Secondly, you know, charge a fee. They close down uh, Church Street, make uh, make it a, a small fee, like TO, whatever we call it, Cafe TO, uh, for that weekend. Like, honestly, you have to make money on a festival as popular, as, as well attended internationally, quite frankly, as pride. It's just, it's ridiculous. So we spoke with Mike Schreiner a short time ago on the show about the prospect of us suffering from brownouts or rotating blackouts this summer as we try to run the air conditioning. Deb Hutton, let me start with you. Um, and actually, I'll let you take this in any direction because the, the roots of this province's energy problems reach back 40 years. Oh, at least, at least. I worked for Hydro One, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, we have a whole bunch of problems. First off the top, let me say this is concerning, not alarming, and not particularly unique. Uh, but we, we aren't getting things built as quickly as we should. We have a tremendous uh, reliance on renewables such as the windmills and solar that really don't produce as much as you need them to produce, even if we put them in every single part of the province. Nuclear is the answer for me. Let us build more nuclear, get rid of the nimbyism, and we will be fine. By the way, we are fine because other jurisdictions will allow us to import and we will export and it all works out in the end. So concerning, not alarming. Okay. Scott Reed, are you going to turn down the air conditioning or turn up the air conditioning? Uh, probably. Um, probably both, uh, depending on the day and the circumstances. But, you know, I'm kind of deb on this. You know, my view is that... You know, our grid is a super complicated battleship that takes a while to turn, much less turn around. And, you know, I, I look at these numbers. I think there's a big dollop of politics on top of this discussion. Um, you know, we know that the summers are getting harder and hotter. But at the same time, I I don't think we should panic um, when you take a look at, you know, what the IESO, take, take the politicians out of it, look at what the regulator says. The regulator says we should be covered. And so I'm going to knock on wood, feel relatively comfortable where we're at. And I'm like Deb, uh, very much uh, in favor of uh, nuclear, very much in favor of nuclear. Okay. What, what they said. No, okay. Because <laughs> I'm not convinced, and we don't have to discuss this forever, but I'm not convinced that the anti-nuclear uh, gangs are that 
fears. I, I just, I think we exaggerate the fear of nuclear and that the, the amount of pushback that there is going to be. Well, then why well, are we building The federal them? minister of environment is one of them. And so yeah, that's been a real a challenge around the federal cabinet table. Um, they're making progress, but he was a real blockage. Sorry, he, the federal minister, uh, Gibo, he's against Gibo. nuclear? Yes, big time. Okay. Comes okay. from Ekater, the Quebec uh, lobby group, and he yeah, was very much yeah. against it. He's a nut, John. Okay. <laughs> uh, Loblaw store is asking customers for proof of payment upon exiting, as if it's not uh, humiliating enough to have to process your own groceries. Now you have to prove it to somebody. Well, I Jerry? can process my own groceries. Okay, I can do that, and I've done it. Pay attention uh, and and note who's paying for their groceries or not, and then leave me alone when I'm leaving, or cancel the self serve and uh, and hire some more tellers. Like don't don't dump everything on me. Otherwise, why don't we just go over and get the groceries and go home? Like, yeah, not pay at all. Because how much of the work do you want us to do? Yeah. Deb Hutton, I try to avoid doing self-checkout because it takes forever to find rutabaga in the vegetable listings. Well, but here's the problem. They, they have lessened the number of, of live uh, checkout clerks. So you're kind of forced to the shorter line, which is the self-checkout. I go to Walmart. I'm a bargain shopper. And so I buy all my non-perishables at Walmart every couple of weeks, load up the car. And they have this. And again, they'll have two tellers open and then everything else is self-serve. And so when I load my groceries, I, I pack my groceries, I check my groceries and I go to leave. Don't you dare slow me down to ask if I'm a fraudulent shopper or not. I simply look at the person and say, no, thanks. I'm good. And keep walking. So I suggest that for everyone. And they let you go. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, Scott I've Reed. never actually had somebody run after me or yell at me or anything. I just keep moving. Yeah. You don't like it? You know, call the cops. I guess I'm not a tough enough chick. <laughs> nope. I can uh, teach you, Jerry. Don't fight with Deb. Scott Reed, it just it sort of turns going to the supermarket into trying to cross the border. Well, I find it particularly annoying because I'm a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A uh, driver got fined in Finland for uh, speeding, $174,000 because it's based on income. Jerry, good idea. I, I wonder what I would have had to pay for speeding down George Street. I don't know. Like, how does that apply to the laws the same for everybody? I don't know. Well, it's kind of a problem, isn't it? Um, I mean, I get the spirit behind it, but but then on the other hand, you could have somebody of uh, incredibly limited means who will go, what difference does it make? They're going to charge me like, like, like nothing, so I can do whatever I want. I mean, there's a point at which some drivers probably need to be locked up. That would get through to them. Yeah, although Scott Reed, this guy wasn't really driving that fast. It's a fairly conventional speeding infraction. I heard he was in a rush to get to the finish. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, Get it? Come on. Oh. Try the veal. I got money for that, right? Like I get an ex like extra some money. Some no, the I'm a criminal uh. was funnier. <laughs> uh, Deb the Hutton. fundamental test really is yes. deterrence. And so, yeah. you know, if that's what it takes to deter those of higher income, I guess maybe there's an argument for it. But as Jerry says, there has to be some minimum level of deterrence because of a, because I have no income. Like let's say I'm a student. Uh, and I'm actually a net recipient uh, on my income tax. Does that mean that, like, if I speed, I get like uh, you know two dollars and eighty cents given to me by the police officer? So there's got to be some minimum threshold. Yeah, Deb Hutton. I mean, is this just sort of envy, or is the presumption that if you have a lot of money, you're probably going to drive a hot rod? 
So, I mean, as you know, I have strong opinions on a lot of things. Yes. And I, but I can generally, you know, put myself in someone else's shoes. I can understand the opposing view. I got to tell you guys, I do not understand this whatsoever. The law is the law. You break it, you pay the consequences. And this notion that because I'm rich or I'm poor, I should pay less or more is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Scott Reed, are you excited you're going to be able to drop the F-bomb without autocorrect on Apple products? Uh, yeah, I'm a Samsung guy, uh, so I don't think I have that problem. But yes, I'm very, very thrilled. It really, um, I don't want any constraints on my abilities to be vulgar. Yeah, so, you know, I was going to say that you people wouldn't have this problem if you had a ducking Android. Okay. Uh, Deb Hutton, I must say I find uh, autocorrect to be fairly passive-aggressive. Not only does it censor my cussing, but it quite frequently cannot provide the word that I was actually looking for when I have one letter off. Well, I have a problem with my phone, and even the teenage girls who come here, excuse me, haven't been able to fix it. Every time I type the word and... It comes out as ABS. So I don't even care about my ability to swear. I just want that fixed. So if anybody can help me with it, please do. Are, All right. Do you have an automatic braking system on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> anybody with ideas, you can text us without expletives at 71010. My thanks to Deb Hutton, Scott Reed, and Jerry Agar. A very lively round one. Catch the round table, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.